The question on everyone's minds right now is, can Mike Johnson do what Steve Scalise, Jim Jordan, and Tom Emmer could not? Tenants Manuraju has all of the answers on Capitol Hill. First and foremost, is the vote going to happen? I feel like everything is so up in the air. Let's just start with the basics. Yeah, I think that it's widely expected that it will happen, and there's growing momentum and expectation that Mike Johnson will get the votes today and will end this very ugly and messy period for the GOP, where they have been in complete disarray over the past three weeks after the ouster of Kevin McCarthy, the first time ever a sitting speaker pushed out at the hands of his own colleagues and then failing to get behind any speaker candidate to replace him. Three different candidates saw their bids collapse, including another one, just yesterday, but ultimately the Republican conference settled in on Mike Johnson, a conservative member, someone who is aligned with the more far-right elements of his conference on social issues and on fiscal issues, and someone who has uh, is seen acceptable to some of the more moderate members who are just simply concerned about everything that has gone down, and even that they supported and wanted Kevin McCarthy to stay in the speakership, say they are weary, they are tired of the infighting, and it's time to simply put this chapter behind them and open the House back up for governing. No governing can happen unless a speaker is elected, which underscores the depth of the problem the Republicans are in as this House remains paralyzed amid key issues awaiting action. Now, Johnson is expected, is already taking steps to, to laying out how he would deal with the job as speaker. Just this morning, sending out a letter to his colleagues detailing how he would approach some of the key issues that he would face, including how to handle, laying out a schedule for dealing with government funding, which will be a central issue for him to handle as he comes into the speakership, assuming he has the votes today. There is a mid-November deadline to avoid a government shutdown. Left unanswered, though, is how he'll deal with some key questions, such as aid to Israel, aid to Ukraine, things the White House is demanding will be should be lumped together and passed as one, something that could run into opposition in the Republican-controlled House. But at the moment, the immediate question, will Mike Johnson get the votes to be elected speaker. The expectation is yes, unless things go south unexpectedly on the House floor here in about an hour's time here, Kate. One quick follow here, Manu. The rule that was in place that, that was made it so possible for Mar Kevin McCarthy to get um, ousted, have they changed that rule at all leading into this vote? They have not. In fact, that is going to be a threat over any speaker, whether it's Mike Johnson or anyone else. One individual member could call for a vote seeking his ouster. Now, the thing that's a bit different here, though, Kate, is that he is more aligned with those members who pushed out Kevin McCarthy, given his politics and his ideology. So perhaps, unless he strays significantly from them, he should be in line with them. It won't be as big of a risk as McCarthy faced in talking to some of those members who are part of that Freedom Caucus. They told me yesterday and in this morning that they want to give him some leeway to, to govern, to negotiate with Democrats. So we'll see if they decide to do that or if indeed Johnson runs into the same issues that befell Kevin McCarthy. Manu, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. That's such a good question. All right, with us now, CNN political commentator, senior political commentator and former special assistant to President George W. Bush, Scott Jennings, and CNN political commentator and Republican strategist Alice Stewart. So, Scott, you know, what lessons have been learned in all this? Republicans fully now have their act together. No chaos evermore. <laughs> well, that, that's the hope because uh, it, uh, we don't have time for chaos. We got to get the government funded. 
Uh, and really, I think uh, Republican voters and donors and supporters and conservatives need the House majority to be functioning because uh, the Speaker of the House is, is the Republican uh, member at the table here of negotiating with Democrats. Democrats are in control of the Senate. There's a Democrat in the White House. If you don't have a Republican Speaker or a functioning majority, uh, the Republican priorities are really left behind. And so Mike Johnson, I, I think he's going to be a governing, a governing conservative. I really do. I think he's very conservative. I think he's very uh, values-oriented. But at the same time, He's been someone who has said over and over again that he believes dialogue with Democrats is good. Institutions must be strengthened. Uh, civil discourse must take place. So uh, I'm hopeful and optimistic that he can do what others can't, and that's use this job to be a legislative mechanic and not use this job to simply be a, you know, a TV pundit or whatever some of the other folks were hoping to be. Not that there's anything wrong with TV pundits, Scott Jennings and Alice Stewart, <laughs> because a lot of them can be super and really nice, but that's an aside. Go ahead. Super awesome. But Alice, you heard what Manu said, that there's a sense that amongst, uh, amongst the Republican conference that they want to give Mike Johnson leeway to govern, which to me sounds like no lesson has been learned because that's exactly what got Kevin McCarthy ousted is because he <laughs> tried to use some leeway because he needed to govern. Uh, is it just that exhaustion won the day? That's exactly it, Kate. Look, I've gotten two texts in the last five minutes from key GOP members of the House, and they say the GOP is tired of fighting. They say they feel like a boxer late in the round where their arms are just tired and they are ready to move forward. And they are optimistic that Johnson will get the necessary votes this afternoon and they will be able to get back to what they were put in there to do, which is govern and legislate and get things done and work not just across the aisle with Democrats, but heck, work with Republicans because that doesn't seem to be happening. <laughs> and if we haven't learned anything else in the last uh, 22 days or so, it is that what we're seeing in terms of the race for the speaker and who this person will be, you, you don't have to be the one that has the, the, the most experience. You have to be the least hated. You don't have to be the best man standing, you have to be the last man standing. But we're also learning that one of the key ingredients in the secret sauce for speaker is a heavy dose of MAGA. And that's exactly what Johnson has. He is a Trump ally. He supported the efforts to overturn uh, the election results, which was ludicrous uh, in and of itself. But he has that factor going for him because Trump has been working behind the scenes to derail people that weren't uh, supportive of him and really uh, uplift people who have been supportive. So he has that going for him. But also the fact uh, Johnson himself doesn't have a big legislative record. He has been really someone who has uh, been behind the scenes for the most part, but the key to him is people don't know a lot about him because he hasn't done a lot, and therefore he hasn't created a lot of enemies, and what we're seeing is that is going to be to his benefit as they make those votes today. Hey, Scott, what about Alice's point there on Donald Trump? Because Donald Trump kind of spiked Tom Emmer yesterday. Um, one of the factors is Spike Tom Emmer. Emmer, who voted to certify the election. It seems as if the House Republicans are saying, we can't have someone who said the election was legitimate as House Speaker. Well, I, I don't think that was the only thing uh, going into this. Certainly, Trump's uh, spiking of Emmer was not unexpected. It had been telegraphed for several days. Uh, I guess they had never really had a, a super close relationship. The true, uh, uh, the, the same cannot be said about Johnson, though. He's been a very vocal supporter of Trump. He was part of Trump's first impeachment team. So when he was defending against impeachment, Johnson was, uh, I think, one of the most vociferous people on TV defending him. And then Trump saw it and put him on the team. So obviously they have a little bit of a relationship going back. But the reality is that's where most of the House Republicans are. Not all of them, but most of them. And it's also where most of the Republican grassroots are. So even if they don't know much about him today, uh, getting Trump's seal of approval, 
uh, is going to go a long way to making them believe that this is the right answer. And regarding leash, I think they're going to give them some leash. Uh, I think I think they're going to give them some latitude to operate here. And I think people like Jim Jordan and others are hopefully going to give him the cover that he needs to make a deal, fund the government, and move past this hump that uh, we haven't been able to get over yet. It sounds like maybe maybe funding the government they'll be able to get through. I, I'm not really confident of that. I'm really curious because you know the Senate wants to link aid for Israel and Ukraine to get this through, mm -hmm. along with the other things that have been proposed. And we have heard very <clears throat> clearly that is there are so many Republicans that have no appetite for that, including Mike Johnson. And what he's going to do there is going to be fascinating. Scott Jennings, Alice Stewart, great to see both of you. Appreciate it.